Welcome to the DIY Therapy Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Stephanie. And as therapists, we know that if you've got a life, you've got problems. Join us each week as we explore tools for tackling your challenges with mood, relationships, food, body, and so much more. When I was little, I lived on a sheep farm in rural Indiana, and I had the most amazing natural life. Lots of time outside, lots of time meandering around in the little woods behind my house, and a lot of cats, like a ridiculous number of cats. I remember having so many cats, I used to categorize them. We had kitten cats and old cats, adult cats and teenage cats. We didn't spare neuter them. I mean, Bob Barker's message was pretty strong, but it just hadn't really infiltrated my little corner of the woods. I had this little cat in particular named Peanut, and she was a lovely cat. She had many, many, many litters of kittens. And my absolutely favorite thing to do was study her while she birthed and mothered each litter. Have you ever watched a cat deliver a litter of kittens? This is something to see for sure. Peanut was a great mother cat. I watched her give birth many times. Each time she would do the following things. First, she would resource herself a secure little spot to nest in, until it was time. Then she would get very quiet and lay very still for quite some time. And finally, she would begin making some noises while her body birthed the tiny babies one by one. And as soon as they came out of her body, one by one, wrapped up in their little gooey call, she would fastidiously and rather aggressively lick the baby kittens from head to toe. She would do this while laboring with the next kitten. She would lick and lick, and eventually the baby, meowing and squirming, would be clean, and it would find the teat, and it would receive her nourishment. She would continue this process one by one until each of her babies were settled into her body, tightly secured to her, and suckling her for their lives. She would sleep gingerly, lick them frequently, and protect them fiercely. And usually after a few days, she would seem to decide that my, like, oppressive staring eyes were a threat, and she would move them to another secure location, sometimes a place I could find and sometimes not. I remember watching her, and she would lift them up one by one, biting them gently on the nape of the neck and moving them quickly and expeditiously to their next location. Sometimes she would move them a few times. And this is just how it was with Peanut. She was just an ideal mother cat. She did everything just right. That's just how she did it. It was innate, it was instinctual, and it was perfect. Eventually, Peanut became older, and I think probably too old for having more kittens. And I remember her final litter so very well. She appeared 
sort of rightfully so, to be just over it. She had birthed one too many litters of kittens, and her final litter, the way she experienced her final litter, was something unlike any other. She was too old or sick. I don't know. Something wasn't right. And when she birthed her last litter, it was a totally different experience for me to witness, and I'll never forget it. Each kitten came out of her body because her body took over and birthed them into the world. But Peanut did not lick them over and over, clearing the call away from their noses and mouths. She did not nurture them towards her teat or warm them with her body. She birthed them one by one, and as they came out of her body, she ignored them completely. She pretended that they were not there at all, and she left them to die. This did not stop the baby kittens from meowing and struggling for their mother's attention. I remember them meowing and bawling for her. I remember that they had a varying degree of effort, you know, amongst the kittens about how they were trying to gain the mother's attention. Some didn't try very much at all, and some were much feistier. It was just the variety in them that I noticed. One of them was quite feisty, and it took to my care and lived quite well with bottle feedings from me. But Peanut walked away. After giving birth, she just stood up and left them. And I knew Peanut to be a loving mother cat, and I remember being shocked and just dismayed at her obliviousness. I kept trying to navigate a reunion with Peanut in her final litter of kittens. I would find her and carry her back to her babies and set her down with them. And she would just immediately dart away and never even cast them a single glance. Something inside of Peanut had changed. And I knew it. I couldn't see it, but I knew there was a block. There was something wrong. She no longer had access to her innate motherly instincts. Was this Peanut's true nature? No, it wasn't. Was she a terrible mother? No, she wasn't. I knew that to be true. And was something wrong with this litter? No. Nothing was wrong with these baby kittens. But something had changed inside of Peanut. And that was absolutely undeniable. I saw her, each and every time before, love on each of her babies and be the most doting, perfect, natural mother. So I knew she wasn't terrible. But something had changed, and this time, I don't know what it was. Maybe she was sick. Maybe she was just not right. But she no longer had access to this innate instinct to mother. It was just gone. She could not access it. To me, it was clear that she was blocked by something invisible, something that I couldn't see, but there was no denying there was a block that existed. And that thing, that block, disallowed her access to her natural, right, ideal, loving, innate mother self. And it says nothing about her kittens. 
I've just never forgotten these experiences with Peanut and her kittens. And they've really come to kind of shape for me a framework for understanding secure attachment, ideal nurturing, and when that doesn't happen and why. Not everyone gets a mother that is right, nurturing, calm, protective, consistent, and safe. Sometimes people get mothers and fathers and caregivers who are not right, who are hurtful or inconsistent or unsafe. And this is how it is sometimes in the animal world. Sometimes it's like that, and sometimes it's not like that. And I'm telling you this story about Peanut because I want you to understand something about who you are and what you need. You are a human life that deserve the right kind of support to come earthside into this planet and into your earthly body. And you may or may not have received what you deserved. And if you did, you are fortunate and you know that that is true. If you did, you are hashtag blessed. And I kindly encourage you to give yourself permission to thrive in your safe and secure mold. Maybe you got what you needed quite often, but not all of the time. So there are then parts of you inside of you who are undernourished and undernurtured by an ideal mother. And the rest of this is for you. And especially if you did not get an ideal mother, but you got a mother that was not right or a father or a caregiver that was not right and could not provide you the innate love that you needed and instead made you feel abandoned or harmed by them. And if that is you, then the rest of this is certainly for you too. First of all, you have to understand something. Your mother, father, caregiver, whomever was responsible for providing you with this attached, safe place to come to, they were sick. There was something not right about them. And that is not about you. Just like those little kittens in Peanut's final litter were perfect, immaculate, totally perfect in every way. So were you. So are you. This wasn't about that. It's only natural that a mother, father, caregiver provide a safe and secure base. It's nature. And when they do not or they cannot, it is because something is blocking them. They are sick. Something against nature is wrong. A block is present in the river of their innate and immaculate love that they were designed to provide for you. And if they were not sick, if they were not blocked, they, then this love, it would have flowed to you uninhibited. So their sickness or their block, it predated your existence and you suffered the consequences of it, but this was not about you. Second, since it indeed did happen to you in this way, well, then now it is meant for you. And I know this can be really hard to take in, so it's okay if this is confusing or if you can't quite hear me yet. 
but I think it's important for me to tell you something truly spiritual here. These parents were given for you and your evolution, and I know that sometimes that's hard to hear. It doesn't say anything about you deserving harm or that you're bad or broken and you deserved these bad or broken parents. It simply means that these people are in your lives, in reality, and so therefore there is a spiritual practice for you to find out how to make your path out of this pain. From your pain, you will birth your purpose. Your pain incubates your soul's purpose on our planetary form of reality. And if not in this life, then certainly in another. Your soul has work to do here, in this place, from inside of this pain, and that is for you to lean into and explore. Third, you are not broken in spite of this experience. You are already deeply, securely, and permanently attached to this universe in a quite mystical and undeniable way. The first law of thermodynamics applies here. Energy can be changed from one form to another form, but it cannot be created nor destroyed. And this is really good news. Because you've always been here. And you're never going anywhere. You're shifting, changing, and evolving forms, but you are constantly connected to the collective energy source that is the oneness of all life. In this, you are permanently securely attached. Having had three babies myself, I had the really amazing experience of seeing what infants are like in the first hour of their life. And this was the case with all three of my little ones. When they're first born in that first hour or so, they're very alert. They're very wide open. It's almost as if they're searching through the eyes for where they're going to secure themselves, where they're going to attach And when you stare into the eyes of an infant just minutes after they're born, what you see is something so universal, so magical, so magnificent that as one of my clients said recently, I saw everything. In those moments of a newly born's life, we are inviting them. You are invited to come over here, into the physical realm of the universe, into your life form, your earthly body. And if your mother, father, caregiver was in some way blocked or sick or not right, then this may not have happened for you. And it could be why you find yourself feeling less than human. You may feel like you still have one foot off of this planet. 
And where your other foot is, well, it's still attached to the thing that we are all really deeply attached to, which is the oneness of all things, Mother Earth herself. For regardless of how it started for you, you still know how to love. You may have forgotten that you know how, but you do. You cannot unlearn love because you're made of love. It is installed on the hard drive of your DNA. And even if you haven't opened that program ever in your life, it's still there. It is right. It is instinctive. It is pure and it is just who you are just like Peanut, for all of those litters of kittens who she mothered safely. She did not have to be shown what to do. She simply did what she was installed to do by Mother Nature herself. And Mother Nature is in communication with you too. She guides you to listen to podcasts about self-improvement, and she makes your heart swell when you see baby ducks. And she brings tears to your eyes when you see someone in pain. And she is your permanent, ideal, nurturing mother. And you are connected to her safely and securely, always and forever. And this is why you feel moved by ocean waves or mountains or beautiful ponds surrounded by tall grasses. This is your mother and something inside of you knows it. The work that I do with my clients is really about installing an ideal mother inside. A warm, secure, safe, confident, consistently nurturing guide who says, I see you, I feel you, and you're going to be okay. You can help yourself to install this by saying those words to yourself. Each and every time you feel scared, sad, alone, mad. And gently rubbing your heart as you say these words to yourself. You can stimulate the act of a nurturing mother through gentle touches and gentle strokes of your hand to your heart. And you can relax your face and your brow and your mouth to allow for your internal system to shift towards safety. And you can slowly upturn the corners of your mouth and take a deep breath in and a deeper breath out as you repeat these loving words. I see you, I feel you, and you're going to be okay. As you begin to develop this loving, nurturing, maternal voice inside, you will meet the parts of you that have been wounded and that have learned to protect you against such goodness, such uninhibited love. And this is your wounded mind and body showing you what hurts and seemingly asking, but I bet you don't really love me. 
Well, these are just protective systems, and they're in place for a reason. They have kept your soul safe and secure and completely separate from that which has harmed you. But this system can be honored and explored, and it will react to your inquiry with a willingness to step back if you give it time and truly listen to its concerns. This is the work of healing the inner child. It involves bringing down your defensive system, and that can be done by simply staying open-hearted and relaxing in the body while working through what the intentions are of these protective parts of you. Because their intentions are good. Their intentions are pure too. They're just to keep you safe. So this is really what the work is like of healing the inner child. And it can be done on your own, self-guided, because you already have everything that you need inside of you to feel safe and to heal with self-love. You may have forgotten that, but it's there. So if you're interested in that, if you want to learn more about that, I have a program that might be helpful for you. If you're still listening, then it is definitely for you because this program essentially walks you through this process step by step and gives you access to guided meditation and audio lectures and nuggets of spiritual wisdom so that you can self-heal your inner child. So if you're interested in that, I have a special deal for my podcast listeners here. If you've heard it from this moment on, then all you have to do is enter into my website, amyscottmindbody.com, and then go to the cart and add the program Healing Your Inner Child. For my podcast listeners, you get 50% off of this program. At checkout, simply enter the words in all capital letters, DIY Therapy Podcast. That's DIY Therapy Podcast, all capital letters, to receive 50% off of my program, Self-Healing the Inner Child. It starts on July 5th, and it is a six-week program, but you can really work at it at your own pace. I just offer six live group calls for coaching to help you with any questions that might come up or offer you any assistance in detail. And it starts on July 5th. You can get 50% off from today, June 7th through June 21st. So I hope you'll check it out. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.